Good evening, boxing fans around the world. Welcome to Talk and Fight, another episode of the Boxing Panel. Uh, Mike, I'm glad yeah, to have you on board because uh, we have a few things to discuss. One of the things that I want to discuss is something that, uh, quite frankly, Cedric Ben did not want to discuss last week, but has really blown up. And I want to discuss it with, before, we, before we get into the fights. I just want to have, seeing he's not here. I want to have a quick little conversation with you about this whole Terrence Crawford situation. Okay. Terrence Crawford comes out publicly and says, Al Heyman's a goof. Okay. In a nutshell. Okay. Oscar de la Hoya comes out and says, you're absolutely right. Al Heyman's a goof. Errol Spence comes out and says, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So um, those are three in a nutshell uh, sentences where I'm now, because I've been reporting this on my new show saying, you know, and, and quite frankly, getting a lot of feedback about with respect to, we would have all loved to have seen Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford go fight to fight toe to toe this month, which is when they were supposed to, but they couldn't agree to a, a deal. And that apparently the deal was all hinged on pay-per-view. But when Terrence Crawford came forward and said, hey, man, I'm getting $50 million offered to me by two hedge funds, $25 million apiece. What do you say, Errol? Do you want to do this? Forget forget all, hey, man. Let's just do this. And Errol Spence said, nope, I'm under contract to Al Heyman. I'm not going to do it. Anyway, I just thought I just before Cedric Ben gets on the line here and argues, <laughs> and argues with me till the cows come home, I just want to bring that up and say, Jamie, thoughts on that? Have you, have you, have you, you know, honestly, honestly, I know that um, I, I know that the the, the Crawford David Avenician things going on. I I did hear I did hear Oscar say at that uh, at the last event that they had that. The promoters were on board. They were just waiting for the networks, and the networks are the ones that didn't get this happening. So I'm not. Uh... Well, okay, okay. Let, let me fill you on the latest yeah. details. The latest okay. details were not so much that the. Okay, so in, in days gone by, what would happen is fighters would be guaranteed a certain amount of money to fight. That's it. That's all. Okay, and okay. what they would hear on the back end would be negligible. In other words you're not going to see the back end. Okay. So in other words, in days gone by, you, you'd be saying to a, a top rank fighter, put that in air quotes, top rank fighter, uh, you, you'll, you'll get a uh, million dollars for this fight. Okay. Right. So the fighter goes into the fight going, okay, great. I'm going to get a million bucks. Boink. Now what's happened in this situation is Terrence Crawford went to Al Heyman and said, I'm willing to fight Errol Spence for all the belts. Even if you give me zero guaranteed monies up front, I'm more than happy to go at it. 
given uh, <coughs> not a guarantee, but what what do they call it? Uh, a split of the purse on the PPV rights. Okay? okay. So the problem here is is no one knows what those PPV rights are. In other words, and for all those people out there listening, that's pay-per-view rights. In other words, if say a hundred thousand people pay ten bucks a pop, there's a million dollars of which Terrence and Errol would split 80%. Okay. 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 So they wouldn't get a huge chunk of dough, but at least they get a chunk of dough. As opposed to days gone by when they would get zero dough, is all I'm saying. So nowadays, um, even Jake Paul has said his latest fight, which garnered 200, 300,000 pay per views wasn't enough to pay the rent basically in a nutshell okay so he was a little unhappy with the pay-per-view results on his fight now for someone who's got what 20 million viewers followers yeah, followers or something like that yeah. okay that's a pretty minimal number yeah you know so in other words even a guy like jake paul who has a kajillion followers he can't even get two hundred thousand three hundred thousand pay-per-view so in other words What's Terrence now? Remember, Bob Aaron severed his relationship with Terrence Crawford because Terrence Crawford could not guarantee because Terrence Crawford would not speak to the public. I'm not going to speak to the public. Why? I'm a boxer. That's what I'm doing. I box. Uh, no, the problem here is is fighters need to speak to the public through us, through guys like us. Boxers need to speak to guys like us, promote their fights. Say, hey, how great I am, blah, blah, blah. Okay. At the end of the day, Terrence Crawford wasn't willing to do that. So Bar Bob Aaron said, fuck you. Go to hell. Yeah. I'm happy. Okay. Bottom line. So long. Now, ironically, a lot of the guys who are uh, aligned with uh, Golden Boy Promotions, Ooh. Oscar De La Hoya, signed over to Al Hyman. Okay. So Al Hyman signs. Uh, like five or at least five or six. Right. Why? Because gold, because they accused Golden Boy of not promoting, and I hate to be racist about this, but they weren't promote Golden Boy wasn't promoting black. <coughs> right. Yeah, I'm I'm glad, I'm glad Timmy's on board here because Tim can support me on this one. I'm one hundred percent sure about this. Okay. Hey Tim. Hey. We're, we're, we're talking about Al Heyman. Hey, we're talking about Golden Boy Promotions, Oscar De La Hoya, and we're talking about uh, the the fight that was supposed to happen this month uh, between Terence Crawford and Errol Spence, which didn't happen. Okay, and the reason it didn't happen is because of money. Quite frankly, money. Now, so we are talking, quite frankly, and right. Tim, help help us out here. Where do we stand here? Where where do, where does the public stand when it comes to money? Like because we've got uh, five or six promoters who will pay you X amount of dollars. Okay. You so, also have a, you also have an exceedingly small amount of fighters making the overwhelming majority of the money in boxing, while a huge number make next to nothing. There is no middle class, so there is increasingly less incentive for athletes to take up boxing because the odds of them hitting it and making the big money are uh, in the range of you know zero one zero right and and 
each team, each team with this is blaming each other's backers, right? You have you have Crawford and his backers have blamed Spence, and Spence's backers just have admittedly have laid the blame upon Crawford. So of course, instead of bickering over who'd win, what should be a fantastic fight, the fans are arguing about something they don't have a clue about. They have no idea what the truth is in the matter. They don't understand the business, and yet they fill social media with these obscene rants instead of discussing yeah, yeah. the actual fight, right? So, so Tim, are you are you are you aware of this discussion? I'm lost in space, like that movie. All right, let, let, <laughs> okay. Let me let me let me tell you what happened. Very 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 recently, Tim, uh, Terrence Crawford. You know who Terrence Crawford is, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Terrence Crawford comes out and says publicly. I have two hedge funds willing to give me and Errol Spence $25 million each to fight. Okay. Now hedge funds, I don't know if you know this or not, but hedge funds don't give $25 million without a guarantee. Okay. Hedge funds are, are, are a conglomerate of investors and uh, they, they won't give $25 million without some reservoir there there's got to be some the point of matter is is if you've if, you, if you've pre-sold 25 million tickets at one dollar a piece great we'll be happy to put in that 25 million dollars but the point of matter is is terence crawford comes out and says to errol spence hey man i've got 50 million dollars guaranteed between you and me we can split it Fuck al hyman we can go forward with this let's go so Errol Spence says, hey, man, I'm signed to er Al Hyman. I can't do it. I've got to go with my boy. Um, so so Errol, 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 as you all know, Errol Spence, uh, I think he's going to fight uh, Thurman. And uh, Terrence Crawford's going to fight uh, Avnasian from, from Russia. Right? Bottom line. Okay? So at the end of the day. the right move. Okay. Well, today, uh, Oscar De La Hoya comes out and says, hey, man. I support what Terrence Crawford says. Uh, Al Heyman's a piece of shit, in a Whoa. nutshell. Okay, and this is Whoa. this is all coming to light here. And now I brought this up last Friday, and uh, you know we didn't want to get into it because it's a political hot potato. But I, I am bringing it up because it's been ongoing this entire week uh, with respect to the promoters who control fighters and the amount of monies that are involved here. So in other words, if there are independent funds out there that will support fights. So for example, a super good example is the British, for example, are more than willing to go over to Saudi Arabia and or uh, UAE and have a fight and each get paid millions of dollars. Millions of money, yeah. Right? Whereas you know, Tim, you know, Tim, how how much do they get paid to fight at the, the twenty four hundred arena? Like really, a couple of thousand bucks. They get a couple uh, uh, thousand. Honestly, bucks. honestly, we can break. Depend it down. on who it is, but yeah, not the for, whole. For example, for example, the card in Los Angeles on September the fourth, Ruiz and Ortiz. Yeah, Ruiz made a million dollars. Ortiz earned five hundred fifty thousand, and That's of the sixteen and of the sixteen fighters who competed that night. Eight of them made five hundred and fifty, or sorry, fifty-five hundred or less, which was Antonio Lopez, Juan Carlos wow. Lopez, earned fifty-five hundred each, 
Anthony Cuba, Oscar Perez, Anthony Gersnia, uh, and Jesus Carrillo each made five grand. Matt Gaver and Cal Spencer earned four, and Ravello made two. After Ravello paid his debts, such as manager, trainer, cut man, license, drug testing, etc., he'd be lucky if he could afford a medium pizza with pepperoni and extra <laughs> cheese and a two-liter bottle of soda. If he's, he's well known, <clears throat> no, this is what this is what I'm saying. Like, okay, you got you got two major guys on the card that are making you know five hundred and fifty to a million dollars, and everybody else is making five grand. Right. Okay. All other, six, so all other bit. all other sixteen fighters on there are making still, five, five grand. That's should be a little bit more than they should do. Do something a little bit better than that. Up and coming well, guys, right? Up and, and coming boxes, and that, right? Up and coming. And, that, and that's what I'm saying, Tim. Let me just interject here so we get to the major point here. Back in your day, back in your day, Tim, you were you were you were chopping wood and you're you were making money for a living, so, so to speak. Okay, you're making money for a living. Nowadays, these guys recognize that there are pay-per-view rights, okay, available to them. But what's on the back end is not uh, being shown to them. In other words, what Terrence Crawford is saying is, is that Al Heyman is not being honorable or respectful and saying, I'm going to show you how much money we actually make on the back end. I'm going to guarantee you, as a matter of fact, Al Heyman said to Terrence Crawford, I'll give you zero guarantee, but I'll give you 80% on the back end. Terrence Crawford said, I don't believe you will give me 80% because I don't believe your numbers. Are they actually negotiating? I don't believe that. Well, so so here's the point. Are they, so, are they actually negotiating with him or they had their people? No. Nope. So, so basically, in a nutshell, the, the conversation between Terrence Crawford and Al Heyman stopped because Terrence Crawford, quite frankly, needs to make a buck. His so, people or him himself? He has no people. So he's negotiating himself? Yeah. Ter Terrence Crawford negotiated a deal with, uh, what's his name, Mike? The Russian guy, Evnavsian. Oh uh, yeah, right. Yeah. So he's not. He's now going to fight uh, David Evnavsian. Uh, he'll yeah, probably Evnavsian. beat him. Okay. And Taron uh, Errol Spence is going to fight uh, probably because it's not been confirmed yet. But probably going to. He's going to fight Thurman. Okay. Yeah. Both Al Heyman fighters. Yeah. And the winner of those two fighters. So let's assume that Errol uh, Errol Spence and Terence Crawford win. They're going to fight for the uh, undisputed title, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. That's which how it's everybody going to waiting to see. Which everybody hey, and you know what? Speak. You know what? With, with with Crawford, you better get out there and sell those tickets, then, man. 50, 75, that, 125, 200, and five hundred, right? <laughs> but that but that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying, if you remember the argument between Terrence Crawford and Bob Arum, which ended in their split. Okay. Yeah. So Bob Arum used to represent Terrence Crawford. Okay. Yeah. Then, because Terence Crawford refused to deal with the media, refused to promote his fights in a public manner, okay, Bob Arum said, "Fuck you, man. I need fighters who are gonna yap the yap, okay, and talk." So he dumped Terence Crawford. He and Terence Crawford, I forget his record right now. It's, what was it's like, the split? What was the split? Well, I actually don't know. I mean, am I am I a, am I a but the point of the matter is Terrence Crawford something like 29-0, right? If I'm not mistaken, Mike? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, 50 against the law. 
But but the point of the matter is, is Bob Arum said, okay, you're out of here. Okay, go on your own. So Terrence Crawford went up on his own and he found these two hedge funds. These okay. two hedge funds wanted to offer $25 million a piece yeah. to Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence to fight each other. Okay? Yeah. Al Heyman said, no way. I'm not involved in this. Therefore, you two fighters cannot agree on this deal. They got a contract, right? Well, Aaron, Errol Spence had a contract with Al Heyman. That's why the, the deal couldn't be done. But the okay. point of the matter is, is uh, it, it brings to light, quite frankly, if, 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 and I, I, I really have to emphasize, if, if there really are two hedge funds out there, because, because you have to understand how hedge funds operate. Hedge funds don't operate on the whim. They don't say, oh, here's 25 million. We're not, we're not Bill Gates. We're not, we're not Bezos. We're not um, Elon Musk. Right. Hedge funds are responsible for their individual investors' money. Okay, hedge funds don't simply give money and say, "Hey, we hope we can make money back." No, that's not how hedge funds operate. So for Errol's, Errol, sorry, for for Terence Crawford to come and say, "Oh, I've got two hedge funds going twenty-five million apiece," personally, given my background in business, I find that hard to believe. Okay, but Terence Crawford says it. So the point matter is, is him and Errol Spence getting his online debate about who's got money and why should I fight? Okay. Now, in the meantime, their respective, shall we say, managers say to them, hey, man, Errol, you're going to fight Thurman. I, I, I can't remember the date, but that 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 that's now... A done deal. Eh, not not really, but it will be. Meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, Cra Crawford's going off against a Venetian. So anyway, yeah, on. you know it's 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 crazy, man. The, really, the exclusive TV deals are the death uh, are the death to the sport right now. Period. Um, really? Yeah, man. Showtime, Showtime, and ESPN say we're open to all promoters and bid on fights that uh, they they felt their audiences would love. It would boost the sport immensely. Uh, exclusivity simply prevents a huge number of potentially good fights from occurring. It's all about it's all about pay per view buys. Like we're not seeing these fights because nobody wants to buy it, and and that's the sad part about it. Like in the wow. U.S., Jeez. in the U.S., there are three main broadcast outlets for boxing: ESPN, which has an exclusive deal with Top Rank, Showtime, uh, which primarily does business with PBC and DAZN. Uh, which does business primarily with Matchroom and Golden Boy. There are there no viable options. It's just it's money. Oh, okay. money, right? Uh, there that, are no that, viable that, options for that's other what promoters. We're talking about. Yeah, there, there are no other viable options for other promoters to get their shows televised. And without yeah. TV, they're dead. And despite, you know, and dispute over which network should televise. An interesting fight between, like, you know, say Ryan Garcia and Gervonta Davis has that bout on exactly. life support. You know, Showtime has hey, Davis. Mike, 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 yeah. Mike, let me interject. That that fight will never happen because no. Ryan Garcia is represented by Oscar De La Hoya, and uh, Gervonta Davis is represented by Al Heyman. And given the recent this past week argument between the two, yeah. and it is vicious. It's vicious that argument. 
that those two those who so in other words us us fans will never see that fight happen no. because not not because the fighters don't want to see it happen the fighters want to see it happen but because of the pay-per-view yeah in a, in a nutshell tim it's it's a really vicious circle right now too. that's a really really good fight for everybody to watch yeah you, know, you know too too often too often see like fighters are meant to believe they're all meant to believe that once you're on pay-per-view you're in the promised land uh, you know, because of the success primarily of like, you know, your Floyd Mayweather's, your Mike Tyson's, your many Pacquiao's. Yeah. And it's a very small handful of others in pay-per-view fights. And too often a fight goes to pay-per-view because no TV network wants to fund and broadcast it. That's how even quietly, you know, that's how even a quality bout like Crawford and Spence mm, that's will, 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 will not get underway. It's being sold for a ridiculously high amount of money. You know, or something like that, and you know, anywhere near a hundred thousand sales is even even not enough, e even not enough to cover these, you know, these expenses. So because they're not they're not guaranteed. So really, really, it's the same kind of thing as like a high end fighter fighting a low a, a low end fighter. You know, high high risk, low reward. It's like same thing with the TV, right? Like it's a high risk, but you might get low reward. You know, we could have these fights happen. There is that huge opportunity there. We can make a, you know, that huge money, maybe make that half a million, 600,000 pay-per-view buy event. But then there is, you know, that possibility that it's not going to happen at all. Wow. Let, let's just let, before, be, sorry, Tim, before you, no, so let, 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 let me interject something here from, from a marketing perspective. I've had over 35 years of marketing experience and I've got to tell you the outside world. Okay. Of marketing probably spans the gamut between 10 and 80 million viewers in terms of potential boxing fans out there. Okay. But realistically, Jake Paul even said, okay, and the only reason I bring him up is because he got 20,000, no, sorry, 200,000, 300,000 viewers of his last uh, pay-per-view fight, okay? And he was really upset about it, okay? Now, he's got 20 million followers, okay? So if you were to look at boxing as a worldwide global sport in the same way that we would look at uh, soccer or basketball or cricket, any one of the major sports out there, we would say, wow, how many viewers could we get if we had the top notch fighters lined up? Okay. <coughs> At the end of the day, I would argue it's a marketing equation. It's simply how much money are you willing to spend? So here's the problem. The problem is, is that you have three or four promoters from the UK, three or four promoters from the US who simply decide their fighters are the best and their fighters will compete for the purse. Okay. Now, now you have an interesting equation where you have, uh, let's say promoters, I'll, I'll put that in air quotes, promoters from UAE and promoters from Saudi Arabia saying, how much money do you need to put your best fighters into our rings? And now all of a sudden you have a different equation because now you're saying, wait a sec, these guys are putting up a million bucks, two million bucks, three million bucks to bring in top level fighters 
to fight guaranteed money and will give them a share of pay-per-view rights. That's a whole different ball game than what's happening right now. Go ahead, Tim. No, no, that's a different ball game. It is. Money, all that money they've been they've been doing it for the last what couple of years, right? Um, well, only the past couple of years. You know, Eddie Hearn believes that the Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis and Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford fights could get made if PBC were to make the right decisions. Here's some big uh, things. Yeah, in in the tank in the Tank and Ryan case, if Showtime were to allow the zone to be involved uh, with that fight, it would get made immediately. Showtime wants to be the one. Uh, that exclusively shows the fight. And that's what I was saying earlier. It's about exclusivity and the networks. The networks are, are like, the promoters are getting together. The promoters are getting together. They're like, hey, let's have this fight happen. Yeah, okay, cool. And then you got, all of a sudden, the networks are coming in being like, well, I want to show it here. It wants to be me. I want to be the exclusivity. You know, I want exclusivity. I want all the rights. I want it to be shown on my network. And it's it's killing fights. That that's what's happening. On honestly, honestly, they should have just agreed to that twenty five million dollar deal that Crawford told them was available for each of them from an outside company instead of going for the deal Spence told his advisor Al Heyman about, uh, and he didn't go for it. And now mm-hmm. Spence could be fighting Keith Thurman next for a quarter of the money that he would have made had he agreed to the Crawford offer, according to her. So gotta let, other, gotta let other people handle that business. You got to train. Um, you know, some people claim that they uh, negotiated their own deals and stuff like that by boxers, but that's really hard. You know, you got to train. You got to box and stuff. Um, it's hard. You gotta. You can't do the business. I mean, you could act like you did it so the world could say, "Oh, he did it on his own," but you physically got to get in shape and me- mentally. It don't work if we don't want to right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Guys, when he said that he negotiated his own thing, he's got to think about the money. He's got to think about the fight. All my old-time trainers are telling me, Tim, I don't think a boxer can can negotiate his own deal and get in shape and think about the fight and think about all these things. He has to have somebody operating, doing all this negotiating while he put 100% in the training. But when you said that, I was like, ah. There may be some, you know, there's maybe some some problems, maybe, you know, when the fight around the fight time or when it comes, though. So, uh, does that make any kind of sense? It's, yeah, no, no, it, 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 it does. It does. It does. It's hard to do both. Um, you know, Carl Carl made a comment here. He goes, I just don't understand why North American fight fans don't go to their don't go to stadiums, but stay in their armchairs. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, the stadiums are all corporate tickets, man. They're, they're corporate deals are being made at the ringside, man. No, nobody's watching the fight. It's, it's you know, this salesman and, the, and and this client going out, whining and dining, sitting ringside because it's a cool thing to do. They're not doing shit for the sport. It's like you a free and, and then you and then they shove and then they shove these friggin' boxing matches down their throat that they want us to pay all this money for when we don't care about them. That's Some why the we fight. need a union and, too. We need a union. There you go. There you go. Okay, wait a sec. Wait a sec. Keep going. Keep going. You're you're stepping on my tiny toes here. Wait a sec, Mike. Quite frankly, (laughs) if you're you're talking about ringside, you're talking about the guys who are footing the bills. Okay? At the end of the day, those are the guys. You you mean the guys with the hedge funds? 
Hey, man. <laughs> Those are the guys. Those, those, those are the guys in North America. True. Maybe, maybe not in the UK, but those are the guys in North America are paying ten thousand dollars to sit ringside for whatever reason. And do we care? No. no. But if that's how if that's how boxers are getting paid these days, let them do it. Hey, okay? you know Abu Dhabi's looking pretty good, man. Those guys can charge a million dollars a ticket, and those those oil money guys will pay it. There's a huge market. There's a huge market over there right now, and look at them. They're, they're literally building new new boxing stadiums. They're they're allowing women to fight on cards that you know never happened before. They're they're literally trying to take boxing away. From I'm, North America. I'm 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 not I'm not arguing with you. What I'm saying is, as a matter of fact, Talk and Fight right now is negotiating with UAE to live stream their boxing fights. So believe me, we are involved in that discussion. <laughs> yes, we so, are. Yes, we are. So, so I'm not arguing with that whatsoever. No, what great. I'm saying I is, I, I want to bring it back full circle and say, I want to put money back into the boxer's hands. So, how oh, am shit. I going to do that? Am I going to allow, um, am I going to prevent uh, guys from paying $10,000 to sit ringside? No, not at all. If they want to sit no, ringside no. with their honey and uh, pay for a caviar and champagne, go ahead. That's up to them, okay, Mike. You can't complain about that. That's no, that's no, way... no, no. I'm not complaining, but I'm just saying that's what that's what it's become. But that's, that that's that's, not, that's, that's, what, that's what it is in North America. That's what's paying the. That's bills. what it is in North America. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, in totally. in in the UK, from what I've seen of fights over there, and for what our reporters are reporting from UK, it's it's what we when we go to a hockey game, for example, yeah. or yeah. when we go to a baseball game, or when we go to a basketball game, the same thing. You know, it, you know. At the end of the day, we see a a, a great game. Okay, yeah. so bottom line. Okay, so I'm just saying, over here is a little bit of a bit of a tweak with respect to all the different variations of pricing, and right. pricing is a little bit different over here in North America because we do. And Tim, you'll 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 appreciate this. You you do see the tuxedos in the front rows you do see them paying the big money and they may or may not want your autograph but at the end of the day that's what they're there and they pay for that money i don't see them they all on pay review <laughs> <laughs> and you don't buy okay. it I don't okay. they all don't pay in the in the future in the future man I'm a, I'm a and, and, and i i think i think that's what i think i think that's what mike was saying is that <laughs> the, the migration of the fan is from ringside yeah. to pay-per-view yeah. and so and so what jake paul now i know a lot of my viewers out there will disregard this but jake paul who has 20 million followers only got two hundred thousand pay-per-view uh buys, buys. And, and, I, and i guarantee you that was two hundred thousand fans of anderson silva mm. And, and that, that that that's a good point too, Mike. Quite frankly, like honestly, not, you got to think about that. You have one of the greatest men in combative sports history just don the ring at almost fifty years old to fight some guy that has been calling himself a boxer for a better part of two years now. You're damn right. Every fan of Anderson Silva that watched him come up through his career was, I guarantee, probably seventy-five to eighty percent of those pay-per-view buys. I I, re I really wish I really wish uh, Carl uh, from Last Bell Boxing was on this call right now because uh, 
I would he, like he's, to discuss. He's, drop, he's, he's, he's dropping. He's dropping comments. I, I, I would love to discuss with him how the evolution of boxing is migrating from the UK and the US to uh, the Middle East. The Middle East is paying boxers what they're worth. Yeah. And a really great example is uh, Chantel Cameron and Jessica McCaskill, two female boxers who are going toe-to-toe this weekend uh, over at the UAE and Abu Dhabi. You know, we I was got, speaking to a, we, we got hey, 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 Mike, I was I was speaking to a couple of Arabian guys last night. Yep. Okay. And the Arabian guys are saying to me, Saudi Arabia doesn't really like the two female girls going at it. Okay. Right. For for their religious reasons. Fair enough. Right. Right. But Abu Dhabi doesn't mind at all, and nope. they're going to pay millions of dollars to get uh, all female fights over there because they know that all female fights is where it's Sell. at. Yeah, man, it sells. And you know what? They'll pay billions. Listen, if they're willing to I don't, build, I don't know about billions. But <laughs> if they're willing millions, to build... Millions, yes, billions. They're willing to build land. They built land in the ocean. They built their own... They're willing to dump whatever they need to into this boxing infrastructure to get it off the ground. Um, you know, people have complained that, you know, um, like... You know their their event. It's kind of like an outdoor event, right? It's it's not a full arena. It it'll be a matter of time before these guys just build one up. You know, it's that's all right, how popular all right. it's become. Here here here's a comment. Here's a comment from Carl. I wish he was in the in, in this group with us. Chisora is an idiot. Okay, Chisora, he's gonna go third time round with Tyson Fury. He's gonna get knocked out by Tyson Fury. We all with know that, it. With that upper so, so why the heck is that fight happening? Okay, in a nutshell, because so, Tyson, so, Tyson Fury so, needs a warm up. So yeah, exactly. So don't he needs so, a warm up. So Carl, don't don't give me this. UK is the best place to have boxing stuff when you've got third rate boxers like Derek Chisora going up against Tyson Fury. Give me a freaking break. Honestly, Tim, what do you got to say, Tim? Fury. No, no, from my experience, no, yeah, I'm talking. I'm gonna talk about something a little bit different. Um, okay. um, from my experience, uh, Tyson Fury might have uh, lightened up on training, lightened up on some things because he did say that he that he retired. He's a partier. Uh, and, yeah, and and the thing is, is he might not be in the shape that he was, depending on you know if he's training or doing something in school. But uh, he said he retired or he was playing around like that. Um, I don't know if they uh, deserve um can to try to capitalize and really try to win this fight if it's a fight. Um, that that me from experience, um, he, he's the man. He's up the top. I know that he go. Maybe he does train and stay in good shape, but it's a good chance that he's maybe not be in the best of shape if they was to fight. That's just my opinion and from experience and me. And other guys, they kind of relax a little. Oh, I'm the champ. I, I, I got millions of dollars. I might really take a break. And maybe this might be the right time for Dezora, but I think Tyson knows it come through. But just think about that. That could be a good, you know, he's relaxing. Oh, let's get Dezora. Dezora might come in. He might come in really tough this time, but I don't know the chances of him winning. Well, I'm, I'm, pr I'm pretty sure Tyson Fury still has his number. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but they, they relax a lot and do a lot yeah. of things. 
Well, a Fury's, Fury's the first one to show up on social media after he wins a fight and partying like everybody else. You know, that he, he's young. He's still young. He's young in age, but he's getting old in boxing game. But okay. he, wants to, he's, he enjoys himself. He enjoys his money. He enjoys his success. He has fun. He deserved you know. it. He deserves. Yeah, it. he deserves it. This this is going to be a warm up fight. Fury uh, is getting hey, in there. To just... I I don't I don't doubt be that careful. one. Be careful. I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you this though. The, one, one, of the, one, of the, one of the sidebar comments from Carl brings up Anti Joshua. Anti Joshua, quite frankly, I gotta say he's in he's in rehab. He he's 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 seeking psychiatric help right For now. For sure he is. Okay. He's serious. So, yes. He's what yes. He's mentally not there as a fighter, right? Now, like if you look at his two last performances, okay, against Usyk, they got to reach out, man. These he's, guys he's, are crazy. He's, he literally does. I was thinking look. about it like about he, uh, two hours he looks, ago. He looks nothing like the man that donned and wore those belts. He does not look like that man anymore in that ring. I'm sorry. What are, they, what are these guys thinking about, man? You know, I'm just thinking about this two hours ago. I was not so, not no. Joshua. Just about, I was thinking a little bit about Malik Scott. I love him, and he deserved to be there with uh with um Dante Wilder, you know. And the way the way they look and stuff, I was just I said, you know what, man, I still love them brothers, but you would see the difference if they just they what they doing. They you know uh, uh, um Joshua wouldn't have to go through all this. You know, we went through this before. It's about it, it, them teach getting taught proper stuff. And all that is if, if you if you think about it, a couple of years ago, we 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 were talking about the anti Joshua Usyk fight, and I was the guy sitting here going, "Wow, I'm pretty sure anti Joshua's got this because he's got the reach, he's got the every every advantage," and and Usyk came out and clobbered him. Okay, so I I was proved wrong. They went to their second bout, and I was proved wrong again. So. So at the end of the day, Anti Joshua is now the the problem here is he's actually managed slash promoted by uh, Eddie Hearn and Matchroom, and Matchroom is sitting there going, "Here, here's what you need to say. You need to say that you're feeling a little distressed. You got a little bit of mental health issues. You're gonna have to go back into the, and that's what's happening right now. Oh yeah, and all all, all I'm saying, quick, quick little point here. All I'm saying is, is the UK boxing scene is falling apart in the heavyweight division. And all I've got to say, as I've said before, the United States boxing program is promoting the heavyweight division like no other time in history. I'm telling you, by this time next year, we're going to see US champions on the top of the heap. I understand. I understand what you're saying, and coming from yeah, am I trying to get get a, like get a job and get some money? Yeah, I would love to, but we just like you just got finished talking about that. Everybody have different opinions about this, and and you know what? My opinion is just simple and easy. Get somebody to show these guys what to do, and you'll see the progress. You'll see him. Anthony Joshua would be a different person and all this stuff about the mental illness is embarrassing and all I have to do is do, learn skills. Dante Wilder too. Tyson Fury need to learn just a little bit too. All of them been down on the canvas. 
got hit down. You know, I'm not a scientist. I know enough, though. <laughs> I know enough. All these simple things. So all me, you, all of us, we talking about a certain thing. And I'm a boxer, and I'm saying, this is all they need. I'm telling you. That's going to give them, that's going to give them courage, everything, to fight, and, and, and to win their fight. And everybody talking about all this other stuff. Coming from a boxer and knowing about it, I'm like, everybody, and it's good to have conversations about what you just talked about. And and I'm saying, all they need is this. They don't have to get me, get somebody that's going to show them so they can perform better than what they're doing. I mean, I don't even really, the, the performance, I'm not really impressed. I'd be feeling bad. I said, wow, this could have been avoided, especially with Dante Wilder. Absolutely. I agree 100%, Tim. One, I'll tell you what, 100%, I'll else would you agree with you? And that is the Philly shell. You put out a, <laughs> you, you put out a, a, a YouTube video on the Philly shell and it got something like 10,000 views. Why? Because it works. You know, at the end of the day, there's a it certain. Don't have to be me, just as long as they get somebody. Uh, that's what I'm saying. So, so at the end, of, at the end of the day, when these American fighters learn from guys like you, Tim, uh, they're going to beat these fighters from the UK, which are being built up by Eddie Hearn or Frank Warren, whoever. I think but the knowledge all, should be available but, for but, everybody. But, UK by uh, name only. By name only. I'm telling you, when 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 the names of the the north american fighters go up against the names of the uk fighters you're going to see a greater number of us fighters winning those battles and this is what i'm saying i'm saying it to carl i wish carl was on the call right now because i'd love to go head to head with him because <laughs> because quite frankly the the number of us fighters right now in terms of up and coming fighters uh far outnumbers those numbers why because the uk fighters right now are coming from all different parts of europe they're not they're not you're not, they're not uk fighters that's that's like saying lennox lewis is british <laughs> <laughs> so anyway you you, wait, you know I'm wait, wait. you know you know Before, i'm teasing you know i'm teasing you carl but i'm just telling you yeah Okay, before before we get out of here, because we've been talking about this forever, we got to talk about the fights that are happening. We have to. We have to. Yeah. Go ahead, quickly, Mike. Go ahead, quickly, Mike. let's let's talk about them, guys. You know what it is, man. Bivol Ramirez. This one's underway, 1:30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, card is live on the zone. Bivol will defend his WBA light heavyweight world title against mandatory challenger Zerdo Ramirez. Yeah, it's this, gonna be this, a good fight. This is gonna be a good one. Bivol, who's 20 and 0 with 11 knockouts, is coming off that huge upset win. Over Mexican pound for pound superstar Alvarez at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas in May. We all watched that one. Uh, the 31-year-old handed Alvarez only the second loss of his career, nine years on from his first at the hands of modern great Floyd Mayweather. Uh, we got Ramirez, who's 44-0 with 30 knockouts. This is the former WBO Super Middle World Champion who has won all five of his fights at light heavyweight inside the distance in impressive fashion since moving up in weight in 2019 the heavy-handed mexican southpaw emerged as a mandatory challenger to long reigning champion bivol after a fourth round knockout of dominic bosell in their may 14th title eliminator in ontario california guys this card has got lots to offer we've got 
We've got an IBF World Super Feather title up for grabs. We got Barrett taking on Rekimov. And then we got McCaskill taking on Cameron. And that is for all the straps at Super Light in the female division. Galal Yaffe is on the card looking to prove his record to 3-0. And he will be fighting for the WBC International Fly against Gohan Garcia, who is 12-1-1. Also, Calahed Yaffe. 26 and 1, taking on Gerald uh, Packler. And we got Campbell Hatton looking to improve to 9 and 0 with Dennis Bartos. Campbell Hatton, son of Ricky Hatton, if you guys yep. know, I did profile him. A lot of people are saying with uh, you know these controversy wins that it's only a matter of time before he gets shown up. So, guys, tune in for this one. We got a bunch of undefeateds on here. Uh, it's definitely going to be a great card. If you can't, make sure you record it. This one is getting underway early, guys. Like I said, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't want to miss it. It's going to be a good one. Main event, ring walks, 5 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you watch this one. Definitely one for the books. Can't wait quick, to see it. Quick little quick little point uh, yep. for, all of our, for all of our listeners, watchers out there. Uh, this is the first time uh, there's a female fight in Abu Dhabi uh, between Chantal Cameron and Jessica McCaskill. So it's it's, it's a it's once again a British versus uh, U.S. fight, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, from from my perspective, flip of the coin. Uh, I I like both fighters. I mean, both fighters have purely speaking. It's- it is going to be a war between those that, two. That, it is going to be. It's going to be a war. It's going to be exciting. It's going to probably go the distance. I'd like to say. And uh, I, honestly, I think I think we're going to see two warriors get in that ring and battle each other for those straps. And uh, yo, know, the better the better female will win and come through with that victory. And you know what? Uh, I I don't know if you guys are familiar with these boys or not, but. Uh uh yafai the uh, yafai brothers uh are really great boxers both of them are really great boxers i believe they both come from the team gb um system Uh, i believe they're both olympic champions um but nonetheless um their pro boxing careers speak for themselves so this is going to be a great fight And, and to my point earlier that the fight is being held in in middle east yeah. speaks to how much money these guys are getting paid and money deserved by the way yes. uh we, we talked about money being paid to professional boxers before but now these guys are being flown into abu dhabi these guys are getting paid a lot of money in a good way i'm yeah. not saying anything negative they deserve their money they deserve to fight on the world stage and 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 the and the names that are on, like ricky ricky hatton for example it's his yeah. son. His son. His son. Campbell Hatton's on that card, right? So, so you know, we got we so, got another one of these. We got another one of these dynasty names and and a kid trying to live up to his father's shoes. You know what I mean? Trying to fill so, his father's shoes. So he's got a lot to prove, and especially with uh, with coming off those uh, you know, those couple of wins that people believe he didn't win. So it's going to make for a great event. Great event. And, and Carl makes a great point here. I got. I have to admit, Eddie Hearn put money ahead of if you will uh the respect of the english boxer fan because quite frankly 
how many English boxing fans wanted to fill Wembley to see this fight. Oh. It would have been it would have been sold out. Yeah. But instead, he went for the money, put the money in the boxers' hands, and said, "Hey, let's help, let's hold this fight in Abu Dhabi." Yeah. So, Definitely. so there's, there's two ways of looking at it, Carl. One, it's either a great fight. Well, it is a great fight. Okay, I'm I'm not arguing that. But the money is going and on behalf of Eddie Hearn, who's made a shit ton of money. Oh yeah, himself. Okay, but uh, <laughs> Carl wants to know if it hurt when you said that. <laughs> when you had to give him that compliment, did it hurt? <laughs> You're right. You're right. As, as everyone knows, I do, I do not like Eddie Hearn. As everyone knows, I don't like Eddie Hearn. Oh, that was good. Uh, but but anyway, so so I'll give him credit for putting money in the boxer's hands. Uh, but. Having said that, as Tim knows, back in the old days, even though guys like Tim were making money, they weren't making as much money as the people. Nowhere near. No, I wasn't. And about right. 10 others. All right. We really? with, Let's yeah, go, go on, Tim. With, go go on, Tim. With, no, I'm just saying we was with Mitch Green and um, a lot of the, the boxers over the weekend. Go ahead and finish. Go ahead. You're just going to say. No, no. We, we got. Go on. I, I was gonna I was gonna ask Tim about the money he was being paid versus the money that promoters were being paid. Who was being paid? Back in your day. Back in your day. Um other boxers were getting paid more than us because we was with Don King, of course. So um, you know, there was other fighters too getting wasn't getting a big paydays uh, with their promoters, but and then there were some promoters that were paying them real good. But we were, we were, we are the fighters that were around me. Um, the majority of them wasn't getting paid properly, but very few, uh, the ones that had their own managers was getting proper money. But the ones that was with Don or Carl King, uh, they, they didn't, they, they wasn't getting treated right. So, um, you know, if you didn't have Carl King as a manager or Don, or you had Don King as somebody else as a promoter, another promoter, like negotiate with Don, you get a good deal, but if you know we was all with Don, we had to go with him, him and uh, right. Carl. So um, we didn't see no, I didn't see no big money. Like like I said, I, the, the Bruno fight, I went home with ninety thousand, and Bruno went home with a million four. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you you told us that before, Tim. It's really a, a shame, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. But 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 I think uh, fellas like yourself should be in position nowadays to be able to jump onto the management teams of uh, these prospects who need advice from guys like you. Um, and, and that's what, that's what I think we can bring to the table. Anyway, you get to know my experience, but they need an attorney to, to really, to really put them, put it in their head, but we could talk about what I'm, I mean to cut you off, you know, no, no. Being okay, off, sit next to them, say, look, this would happen, man, blah, blah, blah. And then they have to deal with the manager. And then when it's time to deal with the promoter, they kind of like, you know, try to get the best deal they can, if you understand, you know. I understand completely. And that's exactly how we started off this conversation before you jumped on. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence. And, you know, quite frankly, uh, $50 million being offered up by two hedge funds is an awful lot of money. And yeah, for, it is. Right? So, yeah. so but that, that was turned down by Al Heyman. So anyway, so I, I you know, so at the end of, 
<laughs> so th that's what I'm saying. So if you 25 think about a piece, 25 a piece, 25 million a piece turned down by Al Heyman. So he wasn't getting, he wasn't getting the, the uh, his, what he thought he was worth. Exactly. Okay. He, exactly. he didn't get his piece. He didn't get his piece. We got but one more fight had, to touch on. 25 more, if it was 25 more, he would have said, yeah. We got one more mm. fight to touch on before uh, before we get out of here. For Go today. ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. We, we got the Morel Jr. And you're a bussy newly. Come on. Woo! Where's he from? Every, everybody ready for this one? Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. He's a great fighter, man. He's a great Where's fighter. From? Where's he from with a name like that? Kazakhstan. <laughs> yeah. Kazakhstan. Oh, Kazakhstan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one, guys, unbeaten WBA super middleweight champion and Minneapolis fan favorite David Morell Jr. will return to action against undefeated mandatory challenger Edos Yerbasinuli in a 12-round duel that headlines live on Showtime Saturday, guys, uh, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the show kicks off and features rising Cuban sensation Yoelvis Gomez. Watch out for this kid. Uh, facing former Unified champion Rosario in a 10-round middleweight attraction in the co-main event, plus unbeaten middleweight Sirzakistan. Uh, <laughs> uh battles his hard-hitting Nathaniel Gallimore in a 10-round telecast <laughs> opener. This one I can't wait, guys. Um, you know, you're watching newly. He's 16 and 0, 11 KOs. He earned a shot at Morel after delivering a statement knockout of Lennox Allen in the 10th round of their September 2021 showdown. Uh, a native of Kazakhstan who now fights out of Las Vegas, uh, first term pro in 2015 with knockouts in seven of his first eight outings, including two stateside triumphs. Uh, he returns to fight in the U.S. for the third time on November 5th having won his last two fights by knockout, including a stoppage over previously unbeaten Isaiah Samir in December of 2020. Gomez, guys, can't wait for this one. I, I haven't seen this kid in a while. Uh, Gomez, 6-0, 5 knockouts, made a big statement in his U.S. debut on Christmas Day 2021, blasting out the typically durable Clay Cullard in a first round of their showdown. Born in Havana, Cuba, and now fighting out of Las Vegas, this southpaw, showed power in both hands and relentless finishing skills, immediately making him a rising contender in the talent uh, super welterweight division. He most recently stepped up his competition again, uh, cruising to a shutout unanimous decision against hard-hitting veteran uh, Jorge Cota in May. Guys, remember this one? And he's taking on Rosario, who is 23-3-1 with 17 knockouts, will look to move himself into title contention at middleweight after scoring knockouts in three straight fights during back-to-back -back November 2021. Uh, 27-year-old's uh, current streak comes after a pair of defeats versus undisputed 154-pound champion Jamal Charlo and top contender Erickson Lubin, born in the Dominican Republic and fighting out of Miami. Rosario captured the WBA and IBF 154-pound belt by stopping just uh, Julian Williams in one of 2020's biggest upsets before losing the titles against Charlo. So this is a big one. And I know that we got the 26-year-old, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this one so hard. Sir try it, try it, try Sir it. Sirkazian, <laughs> Sirkazian. Uh, 20 and 0 with 13 knockouts made a successful stateside debut in August, stopping Gilbert uh, Vengis Jr. in the fourth round of the matchup that streamed live on the Showtime Sports YouTube channel. Originally from UK, Ukraine and a citizen of Warsaw, Poland, 
Uh, he turned pro in 2015 and owns three 10 round unanimous decisions of his record, hardly losing a round throughout the contest. Uh, Gallimore, 22-5-1, 17 knockouts, made his name for himself, challenging the best fighters at 154 pounds, using his power and skills to present stiff competition. But this 34-year-old owns a stoppage victory over former unified champion uh, Jenison Rosario, who has also faced former unified champion uh, Julian Williams, former champion Patrick Tixera, and top contenders Sebastian Fendora and Erickson Lubin. Uh, born in Kingston, Jamaica, Gallimore has fought out of Chicago as a pro and most recently yeah. bested the previous year unbeaten Leon Lawson III at the Armory in June of 2021. So, guys, some nice action to go on after an all-afternoon fight in Abu Dhabi. We get to do this. So, guys, we got a whole great Saturday of boxing coming your way. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of young and up-and-comers on this one as well. Yoannis uh, Tellez, uh, Maximus Garland, they're looking to improve to 3-0. and uh, You know, there's a lot of young kids on here. So, guys, just be on, you know, be on your best behavior and make sure you watch and give these young guys a chance, man, because they are the future of boxing and they are here now. That's it, man. Absolutely. Hey, Bon, Bon is something. We said, oh, bro, bon bon kiki, bon bon kiki. he's the homie. He is chilling. Where is yeah, he from? So Canada, England? Yeah. I wish he'd let us know. He's probably a great effort, Mike. He's probably, yeah. he's, probably, he's probably American the way he loves you, man. <laughs> hey, listen. Not with uh, a, a name like that. <laughs> bon Geeky. Uh, bon Geeky yeah. always speaks French to Cedric. They have yeah, he does, he does, he does, yeah. he does. Bon Geeky, like thanks for coming out. Much love and respect. We love all the comments. Thanks for tuning in this week. Let, let me quick, quick, English. <laughs> quick, quick little shout out to Holly Donovan. She does a great report out of the UK. Definitely. Definitely. Um, shout out to Holly. She did a great report uh, today previewing the big fight between uh, Bivol and Zerto tomorrow. Um, I, I can't say enough about Holly. She's doing a great job for us. Uh, I wish we had more UK commentators. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, like, Carl. like, like, Carl. <clears throat> you heard that, right? You heard that, Carl? We need to. We we we've we've surpassed a million, and I'm not kidding, a million and now uh, viewers in our show. So so you know, Carl, if you want to come on board and be heard, let us know. Oh bon wow, bon, bon Kiki. Uh, <laughs> oh, you heard what he wrote. <laughs> my, my 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 point he is writes, my point he is simple. That with love and respect. My, my yeah, absolutely. I, I love Carl. I really do. I, I like the I like I like the English spirit. Uh, I was born in England. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, though, uh, there's a lot of fighters coming out of North America that are being ignored by the English yeah. press, and uh, and and it's our job yeah. uh, to promote those guys. And and Mike, you've been doing a great job on Knuckle Up. Uh, Tim, you're in Philadelphia. The fucking hometown of uh, Rocky. Go you run those stairs, make, baby. Run those. I'm getting ready to make some pasta. I'm getting ready to make some pasta when we finish. You, you know what? It, it, I'm not kidding. In 19, I think it was 1975 or 1976. We we actually took a trip, a trip, a high school trip, to go see the first original Rocky movie. Uh, it was, it, 1976. It was around that. It was around that time. Okay? I graduated high school in 76. 
Wow, there you I go. Wasn't, so, anyway. I wasn't even a twinkle in my dad's eye. He wasn't what? Born. I he was wasn't born, born in 81. I wasn't even born yet, man. I was born in 81. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I was a rough and tumble teenager. We, 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 were, we were taken in a bus uh, to go wow. downtown into Toronto to see the Rocky movie. I'm not kidding. And it was, it was that much of a cultural event. And, I'm the real uh, Rocky, though. I'm the real. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. We're, we're really happy to have Tim on board. He's from Philadelphia. And and, and every, single, every single that's day, right. every single I day, on my, I'm, I'm, every single day on my news report, I've got news every single day from, uh, from reports and promoters in the Philadelphia area, including Sonny Conto. I'm looking forward to seeing how that guy progresses, quite frankly. I believe he's still undefeated. Yeah, um, ran up the steps. Yes, he yeah, is. I, I, yeah. He is? He's still undefeated? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've been talking to him. I was with him. I was with Sonny Kanto um, about two weeks ago, and then about two weeks before that. Um, he's a strong Italian kid. Um, yeah, man. The Bronco. They call him the Bronco. Kid. He's strong, but... Down the he's line, got good, he's got what I like. He's got good management behind him, man. He's managed by David McWater, and uh, you know he seems to do a lot of a lot of good things for his fighters. You know, he, split team management. Yeah, I was getting ready to say though, his skills, he power you. He's he, he's strong. I think down the line, I think down the line, if real quick, if there's somebody that's intelligent and got a little bit of strength, like that boxer, you, the, what's the black guy name? With the thing with the with the Jared Roman. Anderson. Yeah, I'm saying. Sonny's gonna have to work his way up to to to, to the end, but Sonny is strong and he got plenty of so, heart. So, Sonny's moving up those rankings. Sonny's Sonny's moving up the rankings quickly. Don't don't fool yourself. Like right now, he's ranked twenty eighth out of all the heavyweights in the United States. So really, yeah, he's 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 slowly moving up there, man. He's uh he's he's slowly creeping on Eric Molina, and uh, you know Adam Stewart and Stephen Torres, and he's he's slowly coming up the back end here. But worldwide, he's he's you know he's still sitting around 100, but he's only got 11 fights in, nine KOs. He's uh he's sitting at 102. You know he's only 26 years old. This guy. yeah. But but he's six four. years old. Six four. Yeah, six four, 77 inch reach. He weighs in around 225, 230 pounds. Uh, you he's know the guy's he's got nice muscles too. Yeah, he's a, he's a big boy. He's a big boy. Definitely uh. Definitely, definitely one to be watching. I've got my eyes on him. I've been following him for a while too. Sunny Conto, yeah, man. South Philly, South Philly. Yeah, yeah, South Philly for sure, man. South Philly for sure. He's, I uh, seen he's him really about weeks ago at, at one of the, um Johan's fights. Johan, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah Johan. Johan's put on a lot of good promotions. Seriously, he's, he's I go only... to his gym. I go to his gym, and then I go to his fights. Whenever the fights, I just return the favor. You know, I go to the fights. They sit me at ringside and and uh, say hi. You know, so he's, I've only, been... he's only been the distance twice. Oh, he's only been so, the distance. Yeah, out of his eleven fights, he's only been the distance twice. You so know, Tim, the, guy, the guy's a finisher. Tim, tell tell the boys at Johans we want to come down there and live stream some events. Um, you want me to talk to uh, Johan Junior? Yeah, yeah, seriously. You want to live stream? I'm sure that will yeah. be a problem. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not kidding. I mean, you, you guys have put on some great fights down in Philly, and uh, they're not like, for example, the, 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 the rest the rest of the world needs to know what's coming out of Philly these days. Right. 
that won't be no problem. They they I go in the gym, they let me go in. Um cool. yeah, I come in and people when they find out that, that I'm there, a lot of people started coming. And um yeah, me and Shania, my daughter, we go there like every day. To the new gotcha. gym is on is down on Street Road. I'll do that. You remind me, remind me, Mike. I will I will. I'll remind you. You and I'm sure he'll let you do it. Oh, oh part of the team. Also. I'm part of the team. I'm sure he'll let you. Oh, matter of fact, that's what I tell him. That's what I tell him. But you guys, you guys run it, and and um, I'll just tell him. Look, I'm part of this this podcast. Excellent. He do it. He'll do it. Excellent. Excellent. Tim, Tim, you're you're part of the management team. Come on, man. Whatever, whatever. I'm here. I'm so. Give yourself a pat on the back, man. You're part of the management team. Okay, let me see if I can do it. (laughs) 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 You ask me serious. You want me to answer, Mike? You gotta. Yes. Send me a text to make sure I ask him when I go I will. To I will. Oh I no, will I got his sure. phone number. I got I got Joe Jr.'s phone number. He he like yeah. he he'll let me know. He'll call up and say, Tim, um, did you go to the gym today? And I was like, yeah. I go, yeah. He said, Oh, that's good. He said, You all right? I said, Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. And you know, and he know I got the. I'm there. And we'll talk about it another time. But I'll be going there, so no problem. You, Actually, you let him. You let him know that we, we, we support his promotions every single day. Seriously. Let him know. Okay. That. Don't worry. I'll jump on that. If if if, if the, the legal part they should be able to let you come in and film some of the stuff. Yeah, right? man. Oh yeah. We will. We'll come we're in. We're, we're not we're not doing we're not doing anything, anything illegal network. here. What about the T V network anymore? What about the No the, no 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 we, we, we do that already here. We like we were at the, the zones last event here in Toronto. Yeah, and, we they, and they, for that what one. About the, what about the main? We, you know what? You know what it is. We just work. We work around their camera guys, and they work around us. That's all it is. Big, so happy, okay. big happy camera family. Okay, it's great. It's great. I'm gonna jump which, right on. Which, which we will be streaming another event coming up in December live on the zone from Rebel Entertainment Complex again, put on by Lee Baxter. Can't wait. Uh, Unfortunately, we were supposed to be at an event uh, tonight out in Brantford. Whoa! The, the, the Wilcox clan. The yeah, Wilcox the, clan. the Wilcox clan. Yeah, shout shout out to the Wilcox clan. I mean, we were supposed to be there, but we do this Friday night panel. So exactly. we, that's a exactly. shame, your brothers. That's a shame you didn't go to the fight. How dare yeah. you? <laughs> but heck, heck! Once, once our crew grows, yeah, and we once, get more, once the more crew people grows and we got the traveling, the traveling camera team. Yeah, yeah, we're good, right? That's what it is. <laughs> Tim Sensei, I love that comment from Bunkiki. All right, all right, Mike, all right. We on our way we'll out. Pasta, yeah, guys. We're on our I'm way out. Make some pasta and stuff. So, all right. Yeah. To all the talking fight fans, thanks for tuning into today's episode of the Friday Night Panel with Tim, myself, and Graham. To all the people that drop comments, thank you very much to all the love and support. Carl, you know what it is, man. Last Bell Boxing. We'll see you soon when you come over here and start working here. (laughs) You know what it is, guys. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. New topics. Peace. Thanks, guys.